It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Thursday. That that song that you just heard is like a strong cup of coffee 
to get you awake and alive because today we have an amazing, amazing episode. In fact, this week we, we've had we've had wall-to-wall amazing episodes. Monday, Sophie Ross, Pop Culture Roundup, so many laughs in that. Tuesday, you had Andrea Denver from the new show Winter House, which I just watched. Uh, we have uh, yesterday, Brandy and Julie from The People's Couch and Dumb Gay Politics. You guys, if you haven't listened to that one, that is such a hoot. Yeah, I said a hoot. God, I'm turning into somebody in my 60s. That's a hoot and a holler, you guys. Um, it really was so fun, and I've gotten so much good feedback on them. They are just, uh, it's just so fun to bounce off people like that. And today, today, folks, this was an episode I was going to uh, put out next week, and then I liked it so much, and I thought it was so timely that I had to put it out today. Because also, there's like a sale involved in 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 a company that this person Runs, but have you have you heard of the show? Uh, it's on Bravo. It's a Housewives show. Now this is interesting. It's on Sunday nights, and it's called Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We have got the one and only Whitney Rose with us today, and it's so good. I I uh, I couldn't. I can't thank her, her enough. But uh, we talk about her product, Iris and and Bo, which I'll put all that stuff in the description. But um, I just want to. Off the bat, you can get 50% off the products because they're revamping. Uh, they're adding this new line on November 7th. Uh, but there's a lot of amazing skincare products. We talk about that a little bit, but we talk about so much other stuff. We t- we talk about Lisa Barlow. Uh, hey, Lisa. We talk about Jen Shaw a little bit. We talk about – and she was so cool and so open and just so nice. And it, it's – I don't know. I just had the, a blast. I think you're going to have a blast listening to her. I do a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City um, – recap uh, of all the episodes on my Patreon and I just released this past Sunday on the uh, the Patreon if you want to go check that out and I kind of give a little bit of uh, behind the scenes of getting Whitney on uh, but it, I'm just uh, I think you guys are going to love this really fast I want to talk a couple minutes before we get to that which we'll get right into that but I want to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills the reunion part two was tonight plus Winter House so we are we're, but guys, we are booming. We are, our cup runneth over in terms of Bravo shows. It's almost, dare I say, too much. We've got Potomac and Salt Lake on Monday. We got a new below deck with Captain Lee coming up this upcoming Monday. Um, Wednesdays, of course, are now Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We have two more reunions to get to. Plus now we have Winter House. And, uh, We've got a lot of other stuff that I'm completely spacing, but it is it is full, you guys. So let's get into a little bit. And remember, Friday, I'm trying to collect my thoughts to really give you the best recap I can that we always do here on Fridays. And I'm getting sad. We're getting close to not being able to do Lisa Rinna anymore. <laughs> oh. Did you guys notice on the reunion tonight, Lisa Rinna's whole segment was about other people? She doesn't have a storyline ever, and that's why I think she goes hard to try to interject herself into other people's storylines. And that's fine, but it kind of like away from it, taking the show away, it kind of makes me sad about her life because I don't know if she has much of one outside of the show. Does that make sense? You know? I, I care for her. I do need Drake to unfollow her. Um, uh, Whitney actually said Lisa reached out to her over DM when she first got the show. And I, 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 I actually warn, um, Oh, sorry. Did I see? I, I, I warned Whitney about that in this interview. I said, you, you watch out for Lisa. Um, <laughs> um, and also she left me a voice note, uh, Whitney did, and I'm going to uh, put it at the end of this episode or, or kind of, you'll hear this little switch over. And that just means she sent me a voice note, but I asked if I could put it in the podcast and she said, totally. Um, but, uh, more about Beverly Hills, Erica Jane got a lot. I mean, she, she, she knew, uh, I think she was well rehearsed. I think there was a lot of, um, hmm. she knew her answers. I mean, the more I think about, I think I thought it presented well to be very truthful. I thought it presented well, but when you really think about it though, when you go back, I've thought about it now for an hour or so, and I'm like, it still doesn't hold weight. This whole thing, this whole concept of I was 27 or 28 and he was, um, you know, 30 years older than I was. 
And it almost makes it seem like she was some rube, some young rube just he plucked out of, uh, you know, obscurity. And remember, at that point, she had already worked in Shakers in uh, in New Jersey, right? The Gentleman's Club. I mean, let, let's Erica knew her way around a man. This was not her first dalliance with somebody older. She knew how to handle men. So I know this is a very different situation, but I I feel like she tries to paint it off as some kind of innocence project when that just was not the case. Um, Or at least in my opinion, it wasn't. Um, The other thing I thought she had a huge misstep in is that she said, he's in his 80s, I'm 50, I still have a life to lead, he's in the ground pretty much. Which, yes, true. But she left out, once again, the victims of this tragedy. You know, you, you know, she's painting herself as the only victim again when it's it, it's everybody. It's not just her. Erica's had the blessing of being able to still get a career off of this, off of Tom's uh, misdeeds, and has been able to spend most of this money. Remember, this wasn't just Tom spending. Erica spent a majority of his money <laughs> on herself and her project, her Erica Jane project, as she calls it. Um, so I don't know if, if, if it's really still wise. I think she keeps tripping up and keep keeps forgetting. I think she's been reminded many times. But she forgets that there are victims involved that are still, uh, you know, needing surgeries, needing medical care, uh, needing money to be able to live a, a, a lifestyle, not even a lifestyle close to Erica Jane and what she's used to living. So um, when you pay to play like you do, I mean, I have very strong opinions about this, of course, and we'll get way more into this Friday. But I do want to point out, you guys, you baddies out there, you know it. They brought up the red panties. That we bought from the auction. Huh? Were you proud of your boy? I I took a picture of it immediately. I put him on my head and I said, Smithsonian, I'm willing to give these to you for a tasteful exhibit uh, because it is a part of history now. In fact, that mention on the reunion, I think it just tripled in value now. I think if if all goes well, I'll be able to pay for my nephew's college with those panties. Um, No, but seriously, I have those panties. And when I... It, it was like an out-of-body experience when they brought them up. I almost thought, I was like, oh shit, is there a camera on me? I was like, are they going to cut to me? Um, which would have been amazing, but also shows you how disturbed I truly am. How are you guys? <laughs> are you good? Man, I I, I, I love talking to you guys. Uh, if you're new to the show, hi, hello, how are you? I know this is a lot. You'll get used to it, I swear. Thank you for giving it a shot. We always start off with a mashup. We always take two songs, we mash them up together, and that's how we start our days here on So Bad It's good. Uh, Then we do some talking, some news a little bit, and then we go into the interview usually or a recap. And today we've got an amazing guest. So we're going to start there. I just want to say one more thing. Winter House premiere. That, of course, is the blending of Southern Charm, Summer House, and with new people. And I think it's already doing what it needs to do. Kyle got drunk within the first couple hours of the show. That guy's such an ass when he gets wasted, but it's really watchable. In fact, I'll, and then the other thing, and if there's kids around, kick them out. Get up, Kids, leave the room. Uncle Ryan says, leave the room. Austin was talking about oral sex, and I almost vomited. I was like, this is disgusting. Watching a man in a turtleneck talk about oral sex, it just feels nothing is right about that. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not healthy. It's not, I don't like it. I don't like it. I just now got scared. I hope Whitney doesn't listen to this and I hope her kids aren't in the room. But but we actually talk about Whitney and her kids with that moment with Mary Cosby in Salt Lake when she was over at their house. Anyway, I can't wait for you guys to hear this. I I, uh, interviewed Heather a couple months ago and it was just one of my favorite interviews and Whitney was the same. And it's always nice when people are – um, who you think they are going to be. And I think she is very nice, very funny, very charming. I don't, I don't know where you guys fall on the Lisa Barlow, uh, Whitney thing. And Whitney even says in this, you know, I'm glad Lisa has her fans. At least, you know, like she, you know, but it is interesting. I have a certain feeling about what I see on the show in regards to Lisa. And I, if you listen to me, you think, I think you know that, but I think Whitney and, uh, and Heather as well have really found their voices. So it's very interesting to see that happen from season to season. And of course we talk about that. We talk about her dad for a second. Uh, she really was an open book and I really got to recommend that you go check out Iris and Bo her um, skin care line. Uh, and she was talking about a little bit in here about her new product uh, launch that is going to be happening on November 7th. So you'll hear more all about that. And of course, you know her, you love her. So let's just get right to her. Ladies and gentlemen, from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Whitney Rose. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio, So Bad It's Good. Today we are talking to somebody I have wanted to talk to for so long. I have favorites on these shows, as we all do, and I think that's part of the charm of these shows. Uh, and today we get to have one of my favorites on. Um, she is half of the super duo Bad Weather. Uh, you might know her from her dancing name, Randy Starr. You might know her from her skincare company, Iris and Bo, but I think you might really know her as one of the better characters that we've seen have this amazing arc between season one and season two. Uh, Whitney Rose, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I, I really am very thankful to talk to you because I think you are one of my favorite characters. Wait, wait, is it weird to hear that you're a character on a show? Yeah, yeah it, it is weird to hear a character. First of all, thanks for that introduction. That was oh, I could have kept going. I always say my favorites, like I could have kept going for like, I just, your art, I mean, you, I explain it like arc, like you're a theater character, but you're a real person, yeah, but we yeah. got to watch you find your voice. It was so cool. That's what's so funny when you say character. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm a position on a show, but it really is me. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, they wrote her part really good this week. You know? Um, no, well, that was all me. <laughs> um, so, you know, could you imagine where your life is right now, three years ago? No, no, I like, I'm, it's no secret. I'm a huge Bravo fan. I've been That's what I wanted to ask. Have you been yeah. watching this stuff the whole time? Yes. I watched the very first season of Beverly Hills, Orange County, New York, Atlanta, Potomac, Dallas. Like I've watched all of them. I even watched <laughs> Miami. And so for me to see. <laughs> I even watched Miami. That's yeah, how I even watched Miami. <laughs> like I have been a housewife fan below deck fan million dollar listing all of them and for me to be sitting here and as a housewife it is surreal it's almost still unbelievable but it's it's like so unbelievable that it's believable like I think I manifested it well did it feel like it's um like when you first get a show like this it's got to be really daunting and exciting but once you get into the actual physical work of it is it like, you know, like every rose has its thorn? Is it thorny sometimes of like, wow, I didn't realize this part of things? Oh, absolutely. There's for all of the highs and all of the perks and the fun and the excitement, there's equally dark, toxic drama. <laughs> I mean, I the things that I talk about now are like situations I find myself in. I'm like, I never knew that people like this existed. And, well, <laughs> well, I mean, you're a student of these shows. Do you, and I, I, I uh, my opinion of Jen Shaw, not uh, regarding any of the stuff that's happening right now, but she came in, I felt like, like almost doing a housewives playbook. Like she put every housewives character into one and showed it to us all at once. Is there anything like that with you? You watched all these shows. Did you come in with a game plan? Like, cause it seemed like you just were yourself. That's why I was shocked to hear that you did watch all those shows. Yeah. I think that you're exactly right. And I felt the same way. It was really interesting. Um, watching Jen in real time and on TV. Like it was, it was fascinating. Yeah, were you like, oh my God, I'm watching a housewife show right yeah, now. This I'm is like, amazing. Oh, I, know, I know you, Leanne from Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know who you are right now. Like, you know I mean? I, like the big, totally. But I think that that when I watch reality shows, I love the people who maybe aren't always the favorite, but the people that tell the truth. Yeah, that was that are honest and vulnerable. And even if you're not the favorite, it reads that you're being true to yourself. And I talked to a few other housewives prior to doing this, and they just told me they said the only thing you'll regret is not being yourself. In season one, I held back a lot because I came in as the youngest, the nicest, the I'm I really think I'm the most authentic in that I genuinely thought we would get along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on. They don't, they don't want yeah, people to no, get along. No, uh, they don't want that. Not, they're like, yeah, I, anyway, so I, I held back a lot and I was pretty timid 
Um, but as you see, season two, I found my footing. And- oh yeah, I mean, you've you've really found your. You, I mean, you're really finding your footing. But is it? See, I I tend to be like really nice, and then if I I get pushed and I pushed, I go to this kind of not dark side, but I will really just pop all of a sudden, and I feel like there's no in between with me. Where I like, I need to find a way to balance this out. Is that kind of like with you as well, where you're like either super nice or you're like, I'm gonna call- hey, this restaurant's a setup right now. This is a setup because you called it right out last week. You called it right out. Yeah, it was so obvious. The moment she said Aubrey and Marco, I was like, oh my God, here, I, this all makes Well, sense. she did come to the, she came to the table. She, she goes, hi. And she was a bad actor about it. She was, I had a bad line reading. She goes, hi, I cannot believe I could not do that party. But uh, it was like a line reading. It was, it was a line reading. And um, in, you, I think we saw a sneak peek of the next episode. Yeah. They do a flashback. And I, because, you know, you, you, they can't include all the parts. That dinner lasted three hours. And Did it really? Yeah. And you had to sit in that awkwardness for three hours? Lisa and I went the rounds for about two hours. Oh. So, um, and, you know, I'm kind of breaking fourth wall here, but it's obvious. Like, but the, the meat of the bones, like the, the meat on the bones is in there. Is that how you say that? What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that, I mean, it's like. There's something that I want the audience to know, though. Yeah. That restaurant was an hour and a half away from my home. <laughs> so, the whole time I was like, why are we going this far for dinner? Like, oh, gotcha. And, and my mind was kind of like this, like my, my intuition was already like my radar was going off. Like what is something's up? This is a red flag. Yeah. Well, I, it, it was because you, you know, you went uh, fabric dancing or whatever they called that with the the spinny the things where you do the splits. I, you know, I have a personal opinion about Lisa. Like, I, I think she's a great housewife character, but I, I've known people like what, what I perceive to be Lisa and what I've seen on the show. I, I don't know her in real life is that that's like not my favorite kind of person, even though I know I know people love her. Um, but it is because I just feel like there's like this um, uh, there's like a. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that, but I, I just, I find it interesting that that is your husband's had to watch that your husband, like Justin seems like a really nice guy. John seems like a really nice guy. And I can't imagine the awkwardness of sitting there for three hours, knowing your wives are really um, potentially disliking each other. I mean, is he kind of shocked about everything that's happened in these last couple of years as well? Yeah, absolutely. And just to validate your point, Lisa is, Lisa, like she's not putting it on for the cameras. I think she has done a really good job of covering up Lisa for a very long time and it's finally coming out. So Justin sitting there at the dinner, this is the first time he's seen me really like behave this way in that I'm being (laughs) border, like I'm just standing up for myself and calling out the truth. And I think I did a good job of not calling names and not yelling and like just sticking. You were very matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. But he has never, I've never been friends with women like Lisa. I tend to just run away or <laughs> not even attract them. But Lisa and I are in the same social circle. We're in this together. We're, we're castmates. We have to figure it out. So I think John is used to it because he was trying to have side conversations with Justin and Justin was more just like, oh, I've never seen my wife behave like this. But this is like, you can see in his face, he's like just patting my back, like, whoa. <laughs> if you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, All you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, 
Join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Dude, what did you, do you watch the show back? Yeah. Okay. What did you think of the guy scene with the four guys, with uh, uh, with all the husbands? Yeah, I know they got some hate for that, but wait, I wait, why did they, they get hate? Oh, just because oh, of Seth? About oh, sleeping? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was a wild comment, but you know, it's Seth. It, it was a wild comment. It is Seth, and I think that if anyone's been in um, a marriage or a partnership for a very long time, there's humor in that. You know, your sex life changes. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, no, I I mean, that's one of your storylines. This one of your storylines this season, supposedly. So we'll see if that plays out. But I thought it was actually a really funny thing. I mean, one of the reasons Jersey works so well is that we all love the house husbands. So I do like, and I mean, I'm very fascinated to see what happens with Coach Shaw because, you know, that's just a whole interesting thing as well. Um, When you watch the show back, uh, you say, you know, they leave a lot of stuff out. Uh, is it, do you edit it in your mind, uh, after you shoot these scenes? Like, I hope they leave this in, this in, this in, and are you then, I see you on Twitter now, recently it came out that Jen Shaw might not have been running her own Twitter, or that's what she has said. Um, are you the, do you run your own Twitter? Is that something that is it? I run my own Twitter. I run my own Instagram and I call bullshit to Jen. You, yeah, I mean, I kind of do too, actually. I mean, even if you did hire somebody, you, you got to like put the law down of like, do not say things like of yeah. this nature, but do you get nervous for Sundays? Like, cause you know, you have to hop online, you know, you have to potentially like this past week, you and Lisa tweeted back and forth with each other after that episode. And I just, I always just get like tense because I'm like, do you guys get tense knowing you have to potentially go into battle on Sunday nights? Yeah, it's like game day. So if you yeah. if you follow my Insta stories on Sundays, I always play like game day music, and I always like allude to the fact that this is our NFL or like you know. This yeah. Day. I love it. I love it. You I do. I I, I get nervous. No, it gives me anxiety, and I don't like to fight. Like my only regret so far. Yeah. What's your regret? Is um even acknowledging Lisa last week. I shouldn't have rebuttaled her comments but yeah she continually is calling me a liar but I'm like babe the cameras caught the truth like you can't she's trying to control and manipulate the audience perception yeah well like she, it- she can with her tweets that are getting like 40 likes and and I'm just like <laughs> I I got so sick of it but the only thing I regret <laughs> is stooping down to her level and um firing back because she really doesn't have any control over my emotions anymore. Like I, I, I nothing her. Yeah. But it's just irritating. Um, I mean, she's been working overtime on Twitter and Instagram in the yeah. comments. Well, I mean, that's what we're used to housewives. And, but, but I mean, you watch these shows from the beginning and I guess one of the good things about being on one of the earlier casts is that it didn't have to do this. I mean, Twitter was just like a, in its infancy and there, this wasn't part of the housewives, but now you have the show and you have everything that happens outside of the show. And that's almost sometimes more intense than the actual show. Absolutely. And let me ask you this, Ryan, is Twitter real? 
Like, why do we, why do we tweet? Uh, dude, I, I, I gotta tell you, man, if they could just even just give us a day off once a week, like, I mean, the, 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 it's so upset. I mean, it's like, and it brings, I mean, it genuinely brings out the worst in us, even though it connects us. It's like, you know, it's like the obvious that it does like keep us further apart from each other. And we say the worst things we're, we yeah. give, we're given this license to say the worst things that you would never say in real life. I know. And it's almost like if you do say something positive, you're torn down for being positive. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's the other thing, too, is I get so confused is that I'll read these things back and forth and I'll be like, oh, well, I side with Whitney. And then you'll see other people go, well, I side with Lisa. And I'm like, how do you side with Lisa? Then I get confused because I'm like, wait, what, am I not seeing the right thing? Like, how are you, wanna, you know, you want to hit there? Click on click on those those com- those comments and see how many followers they have. <laughs> oh, you think they might be bots? Oh, a lot of them are bots. A lot of them have zero followers, one follower, <laughs> two followers. Like it's, it's a, that's where I can like, it is toxic and it does stress me out, but yeah. I, I don't believe it. I know, yeah. I know my truth. I know what really happened. They, they filmed what really happened and that's all that matters. So just click on those little negative comments and see how many followers they have. And then there's a few out there that are diehard Lisa fans that are actually yeah. on Twitter. And like good, like she deserves to have fans. Like good for her. We're not all gonna attract the same people. Yeah, some people like Ringo and the Beatles. You know, like it's everybody has their thing. Um, uh, is it true that you have um uh, some of the worst equilibrium on Bravo? We saw you drop a cake uh, like eighty times on the first episode. Which actually was one of the best scenes in terms of there was no drama. It was just you drunk dropping a cake. Oh, and then continually picking it back up onto the plate. Um, I loved that. Like, I mean, that just, there, there's no question there. I just loved that scene. This is the perfect example of me just being real. Like, I think I completely forgot that I was being filmed. Like, <laughs> no, I really was like, I was obviously intoxicated. <laughs> and I think I really was just like, oh, maybe no one's going to notice. Yeah. About my family. Okay. We love, we have a great sense of humor. We love a good joke or a good, like my family died laughing at that for like a week. Like, oh, it was, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I kept, curious. I had to keep rewatching it to take notes and yeah. stuff like that. And it always, it still makes me laugh. How big of a jacuzzi do you guys have? It looks like it's like one whole floor of a, a house. Like it looks like a huge jacuzzi. It's absolutely, it's abnormally large. It's an Arctic <laughs> swim spa. So it's actually a mini pool. A mini, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Um, so, so it's like a jacuzzi and it has places to sit, but the middle, like you can stand and swim in for exercise. I mean, gotcha. I don't exercise in it, but <laughs> so, it's probably smart. Um, so, uh, this season, as it plays out, um, you said you were watching other shows of other seasons. Are you still watching that? Are you watching Beverly Hills right now? Yes, I'm watching Beverly Hills and Potomac right now. Tonight, we got part two of the reunion. It's really, really, I mean, when you watch these shows now, does it, is something ruined? Is the magic ruined for you? Because you're like, well, I know what they did here. They probably cut that to make that, you know? Honestly, I have a weird ability to just like compartmentalize. Yeah. Yeah. There, some things are ruined, but at the same time, it makes me respect like certain situations even more. Because at the end of the day, you can, the editors can do whatever they want, but they can't change who people are. <laughs> yeah. Like the camera by weird alchemy. That's what I always say. You can complain about a bad edit, but at the yeah. same time, the camera has this really magical ability by some kind of alchemy to pick up what's going on behind somebody's eyes. And I think audiences today are so sophisticated. That's why I think that like when we watch like you and Heather started off really weak in the beginning of the first season. And by the end, it was like, and, and Heather especially was just saying like, these Heatherisms that I was like, whoa. And I was like, I'm divorced. I was like, wow, to hear her like divorce journey. It was like really inspirational. And then by the reunion, you guys had fully found your voice. And I feel like we, people really kind of championed around you. Did you feel that when it was airing? And when you went into it before we watched it, did you think you were going to be a favorite or did you think people were going to dislike you? No, that very first week, I think I got like the lowest ratings. Like I can't remember, but I, I I just remember it was a slow build and slowly people um, were like, you know what? I didn't think I was going to like you, but I love you. Like yeah. that was a common theme. Um, I definitely had a lot of lovers right from the beginning and I'm thankful for all of them, but yeah, it was a slow build. I think it was unexpected and Heather, they really missed her true essence in the beginning of how hilarious she is. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah but- it's kind of like I, I don't. I think it wasn't until like the 1920s party where we got to see those Heatherisms. You know, like. Oh yeah, the cankle, the cankles, and the yeah, like. And that's Heather. She's like that in real life. Like if I'm having a bad day, I just call her and she'll make me laugh. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I love that. Like, like it senses like a real relationship. Um, oh, yeah, you we are have a real relationship. Well, you are related to everybody in Utah, as you say, because of uh, Shad Rock. Is that your grandfather? Or Shadrack Roundy Shad and Roundy. William Edward Robinson. I'm, I can't escape it. I come from two of the biggest Mormon pioneers on both sides. Did, did you really ask, did Lisa really ask for like her not to say that you guys were cousins for yeah. Angie? Is that really true? That is like, but that seems like a, but I mean, the other thing I can be like, like, oh, don't be friends with her. I can see, but the cousin thing, it's like, you can't help that. Why would you ever like, that just seems like something really beyond the pale to ask of anybody, you know, like act like that's not your dad. Lisa posted her screenshot of her text on Twitter. Like she was proud of it. That's so weird to me. Um, I just, I'm caught up in this season. Um, the other thing about this season, which I, I don't think we can get into that much, but the first episode, you guys had one of the best first episodes of any housewives show ever because you sandwiched it with um, this, uh, what we potentially are going to see. I hope they don't leave this for the last episode, but my fear is the last episode will be what we saw in the first scene, but we saw you guys see in real time, like Jen asks you to turn her mic pack off. We see her look at the camera like really briefly and we see, and it, it was like chilling. It was because we know what happens from that point on, but we get to watch in real time what happens with you. We see you then driving. You say, I'm getting goosebumps. You, you're seeing it on the, the phone. Did that, was that real? Did that all happen? Like you, you that, experienced that as we saw it? Okay. That is exactly how, that was the exact order, exact response. Like they got everything so that that episode i'm gonna give you a peace of mind it isn't yeah. the very last it's coming oh and you're gonna get to see it all uh, and yeah. i will tell you that was the craziest probably craziest moment of my life because <laughs> it was it came out of nowhere and you know i feel bad for turning off jen's <laughs> mic pack but it's like I can't help who I am. I'm a girl. Wait, girl. did they did they yell? Did they yell at you afterwards for doing that? Um, no. Or did they no, say don't ever do that again? No, <laughs> no. Honestly, the cameras were down at the time, so we were just kind of in this waiting period to leave, and it, it, so we weren't really like up and running. I mean, but you technically always are because it's reality. There's GoPros, your mics, you know, anyways, I'm just a girl's girl. I couldn't help it. The look in her eyes. I was like, despite my history of Jen, I mean, I just felt something like I'm a girl's girl. I'm going to turn it off, but it was so shocking because Jen leaves and we're all thinking that her husband's in the hospital dying. Yeah. 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 And within minutes, the feds are on our bus asking for a Jen Shaw. Whoa. It was so, and you probably heard me say this in other interviews. It was so out of left field. I thought Jen was playing a prank on us and hired strippers. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was like clearing the bags. I'm like, Jen got us strippers. And I was clearing the bags. Yeah, I was like, their outfits don't match. But (laughs) I didn't even know what HSI was. That guy doesn't look hot at all. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, there's a combo. There's female and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <For> everyone. <laughs> well, I mean that. I mean, in the back of your head, though, knowing these shows, I mean, my first thought, oh, my first thought would be like, what you know, what's happened with Jen. My second thought would be like, this is going to be amazing on the show. Like, this is oh. like, are you? I mean, I can only imagine the crew went home that day and like shocked and then high fiving each other because. You got to show that. I mean, you got, and especially on the heels of the Erica Jane stuff, I'm not talking about guilt, innocence. I'm not talking about any of that, but I'm talking about what we've seen in Beverly Hills. They've made a whole season of Erica Jane's case. And then I felt, I was like, well, we got to see what Beverly Hills does with Erica Jane to see how Salt Lake is going to approach Jen probably. But we really haven't seen much of it until that, uh, except for that first episode. I just imagine, um, I know you can't say that, but the rest of the dealings with this, does it get more intense? For all of you ladies, we see a scene with Meredith saying bye-bye, you know, sweetie or whatever. It, it, I'm I'm hope, not hoping, but it gets more intense, right? Oh, it takes it to the next level. Plus, 
like exponentially. I felt like every week exponent exponentially got more tense and everyone's emotions are coming out. Everyone is engaging more. I mean, it, it brings out stuff with all of us. Jen isn't even the rest of the drama. There's other friendships that turn on each other. And I mean, well, uh, well, spoiler. It, 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 but yeah, it's all because it stems from Jen, because it's this concept of, do we really know who each other are? Yeah, but then that's very real life too, is that how well do you know your friends and even like getting to know each other between the first and the second season. And the thing I find fascinating, which is weird to say to a housewife, and I don't, I don't think you have this problem, but I find it bizarre that women are trying to keep up with the Joneses to actually get on this show to begin with. Like they're actually trying to portray themselves or try to get more money than actually, I don't know. It just is very interesting. The, like this, this used to be aspirational. Like women used to be like, Oh, I'd love to be a housewife one day. And now it's like, no, 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 I'm good. I do not. I do not want, like, I I don't want anybody looking into anything that I'm doing, you know? Exactly. It's starting to get a really interesting reputation. And I don't get it because I'm like, why? I don't understand like the claim to what you don't have. Like I would rather people, I would rather like under promise and over deliver. Yeah. 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 That's what- I don't. And like, if I, if I did have all this money, I want to keep it. I don't want to spend it. I don't want to, I don't want to flaunt it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, but again, what people don't, there's other sides to me. I, we don't really see is, you know, my business side where I focus on investing where the money is going to return. Well, you said in this two episodes ago with Jenny, the the new uh, housewife, that you just bought your partner out for Iris and and Bo. So why was that? Did you just believe in the company so much you wanted complete control of that? Like, what what was the story there? Yeah. So the whole story of Iris and Bo is mine. Like, I I, I created it. My business, my ex business partner, was brilliant in helping me get the product. He helped me build the line. He he was great. It just um. We were on different pages with how the company should be managed and with me being the face of the company and it truly being my baby, even though he was supporting it on the back end, it just, it it truly just felt like I needed to do this. I want full control. It's mine. I'm the IP. It, it's mine. Are you happy that you have made that decision uh, since you made it? A thousand percent. I have grown. Like as, as soon as I made that decision, my company took off. I've grown. I've learned so much. And I'm, you know, I'm in full control. Well, uh, and, and this is skincare products, correct? Yes. Now, I, what is like, I guess, the best seller or what? I mean, I have a 96% um, female uh, listenership or however, you know. So what is something like, how do we actually find your stuff? I know the Instagram, which we're going to put on the description, but if women want to go there and purchase something, where do they start? How do, how do they go about uh, uh, accessing this? Yeah. So when are we posting this podcast? Well, I, this is going so well that I was like, I might post it tomorrow or I can post Wait, it next so week. If we post it soon, right now, Ryan, because I'm, uh, I'm rebranding. I launched my new company, Wild Rose Beauty on November 1st. Okay. And I'm so excited. I don't know if I can talk about, but I'm launching with NBC and there's a huge thing that's going to be happening with Bravo and my launch. So stay tuned on that. I don't think I can talk about it yet. Yeah. Right now is the best time to try my product because Iris and Bo, because I'm getting rid of the inventory is 50% off. Are you kidding me? No. So, Wait, so, so, so okay. So I'm going to release this tomorrow then. Yes. So this, this sale goes on through Sunday, correct? Through Sunday, but I'm probably going to extend it on whatever products are left. So you guys, this is what I've been talking about in terms of holidays. Start stocking up now on stocking stuffers for your girlfriends, for you. I mean, for yourself. Just yeah, buy all the stuff for yourself and fifty percent off for skincare products. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have great skin, but I know this is good. So go buy that stuff. Support Whitney, and I think this is probably uh, the cheapest that you will be ever ever able to get this stuff. So buy now. Um, it will be the cheapest, and I'm not bringing everything to the new line right away. I'm only launching and relaunching with five products. So go stock up on all the serums. Well, how do you even get into this in the first place? Because you've been doing this even before the show. Is that correct? Yeah, I started the business five years ago, but I've been a skincare junkie and enthusiast forever. 
I have bad skin. I mean, you do? I looks, yeah, I know it looks good now because I've been treating it for so long, but I've, I've just have been obsessed with skin because I have dry skin. I have melasma. I'd break out. I just had troubled skin and nothing was working. And so I just started making my own products. Move over, Kylie. Jeez. Um, I, that, that is kind of cool that you actually get to launch a new brand. You have this. Um, what else is going on in, in, in Whitney land right now? Do you have an album coming? I feel like you're like, are you going to get into, by the way, I did. One of my favorite shots was you at the uh, Steve Aoki uh, concert, getting a cake in the face. I love uh, that. That's what I was, I mean, I always forget and not because you look insanely young, but it's when I, when I watch anybody on TV, I automatically assume uh, they have all of their shit together and they're way more, you know, but like you are insanely young. You like all the stuff that like we, you know, like you like EDM, you like all of, you know, into raves i'm still going to <laughs> well, i mean not now i mean there's they started opening then all stopped because of you know the pandemic. yeah but i mean i i love it all i'm i'm still me i still i ride motorcycles i do pole fitness i drink too much i go to concerts i'm i'm wild i'm the wild rose folks <laughs> The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is commercial time, and here's a commercial that I am very proud of. Today's episode and all week is sponsored by BetterHelp, uh, which is online therapy, folks. Now, uh, we, of course, have talked about them many times. Now, this is one of the best services ever because you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home. And I know um, that might sound uh, like, well, okay, but it, it, that's huge, you guys, especially during a time where sometimes it's not been safe to go out to be able to feel free to actually work on your yourself, um, which we talk about all the time to work on your mental health. It is one of the number one things that we can do for ourselves. It's just like going to a doctor for your physical health. Your mental health is just as important for a strong and successful life. And I have always found that. And I have gone uh, to therapy uh, many times uh, in my in my years, and uh, it, it, this is something that I'm very proud of that is out there to be able to use. Um, but the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies. So uh, think about you get oil changes for your car to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, we see the doctor. I saw the doctor this past week. Um, you go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease. Uh, we do chores regular regular. Well, I don't do chore because I don't have to. I'm not married anymore <laughs> to avoid a messy house. Uh, but going to therapy is like all of the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. So going to therapy, it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. That is a very important point. I think a lot of people think that means they're weak or something. Just not the case. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Now, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not your mind? 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash so bad. And now, um, no, it's, I mean, the, the poll in your house now, what's it? Yeah, I just think it's really important. I work so hard. And I, it, I reward myself by having fun. And then the other side is I'm a mom. So yeah. I don't always post my kids to protect them from trolls. But I mean, my kids are right there with me. Like I'm teaching them how to live life, how to work hard, how to play, how to enjoy well, it. Life is precious. Your kids, give them props. They had one of the best scenes uh, last week when uh, Mary Cosby came over to your house and told this wild story. And they get a, got a reaction shot of your children of just like, <laughs> she's like, no, she died. And then Mary did this. I'm so happy to be here, dance. And your kids were like, what? Like, it was amazing. Did you, see, did you see my son inching closer to me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so, I mean, that's a, I gotta say, like, I know you and Mary probably weren't friends before this show. Is that the other thing that's interesting about doing these shows is meeting these kind of big personalities. And I imagine like watching the show back, you get to see scenes with Mary and her husband, like Robert senior, that you don't get to witness in person. So it kind of probably fills out the character a lot more, but is it, if she like how she comes off on screen, like, is, is that, that, is that her? That is 1000% her. And I didn't know, I actually knew Mary before, not on a personal level like I do now. I was friends with her family. And so I've heard about her for years. And the way that they described her is the exact opposite of how Mary has shown up and my, been my experience with Mary. So it's been interesting to like piece it all together with Mary. Yeah. Sometimes is a puzzle that doesn't really well and also you don't want to like say too much because if you say too much about mary she immediately hits back out with like wild claims oh. that like and that's the, the only thing that sucks too is that like oh man like you can just make up like the thing she said about heather and the things she like i just don't love that about mary because i'm just like wait a sec nobody's trying to mess with you, you know like it just that that part of it i don't I think she's so funny on screen and like, I'm really curious to see if her uh, religious background gets uh, in, studied at all this season, but yeah, like I'm really interested to see more about that, but I just hate when she like lashes out like that when I'm like, Whoa, no, like she, it's like she hits back 10 times harder. It, it makes our job nearly impossible. Honestly. Are you guys on a text thread with all the housewives? We were, but um, Lisa <laughs> left the conversation. Lisa and who? Mary. <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> um, no, we like for the most part we all get along. Like for the most part, but yeah, yeah you're right. It's 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 hard because Mary uses that technique or that tactic of lashing out to keep you quiet. Yeah, like I like I'm even like I make memes and like I you know I'm scared to make a meme of Mary Cosby because. I mean, I made one a long time ago and I like, I'm just scared. Like she said, like her housewives line pretty much threatens for Jesus to kill you. If like, she's like, Jesus will come for you if you, and I'm like, I don't need that. You know, just stay tuned. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, does Jesus make an appearance this season? Can you tell us? Um, Jesus makes an appearance and I'm the target. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh. I like, I, I just can't imagine. Wait. And do you, have you filmed the reunion yet? No, no, that's no. probably not for a little bit. And then yeah. um, we typically film the reunions right as the, like it's timed with the ending of the episodes. Yeah. And then uh, do you have a start date for season three? Because I would imagine they want to start as soon as possible because of the Jen Shaw stuff. I would assume the same. We have no information about a season three yet. So they just surprise you and like, I mean, Saturday Night Live, like I always find it interesting how they cast people and how they, they don't let people know their contracts are picked up the cast members until like two weeks before. It's like really bizarre the way they work. Is it the same way with Housewives where they keep you kind of like, why do they, do they want to keep you nervous? Is that? I, I think it's that. And I think they really sometimes a lot goes into like deciding who's coming back ratings they do focus groups they there's a lot how well you're how easy you are to work with etc do they tell you the results of these studies um not unless you ask oh yeah but i mean 
we found out we were getting season two when the week before reunion, before we filmed the reunion, they were like, they prepped us for reunion since it was our first one. And then they were like, by the way, congratulations, we got a season two and you're coming back. And then you just get an email with it, like update your contract. It's That's so like weird. A big deal. I got to tell you though, like your season one, like during the pandemic, especially was such a bright spot in the pandemic. Like you really looked forward to, and it, it actually kind of restored my faith in housewives where I was like, I don't think they'll ever be able to launch a successful other housewife franchise between New York, Beverly Hills, OC. And, and, uh, and you guys did it. Like you guys are the first ones that I really got like emotionally invested in all of the characters, do you get worried about keeping up that same, uh, like, oh man, I hope they like season two as much as they like season one. Do you get, do you care about that? I do. I absolutely care about it. And that's one of my biggest concerns with social media is when um, my castmates or myself, I try not to do this at all, but when they break the rules, when they break their NDAs and they break their contracts and start breaking the what we call the fourth wall in reality yeah. television, I think that it it stains the franchise. And I, I I really worry because I love it. I love our city. I love Bravo. I love being a housewife. And I just worry that people's egos are going to get in the way and kind of ruin the the beauty and that like essence that we have. Yeah, no, I, I totally, but like, I mean, as a fan though, do you sometimes, I've sometimes kind of liked the uh, sprinkling of breaking the fourth wall, whether it be Bravo, Bravo, effing Bravo, or, you know, like sometimes yeah. I kind of dig that, or even the Jen Shaw stuff that we get to see in the first episode, it kind of makes it feel like, oh, you know, they know, and they, they know that we know it's filming and it kind of adds this layer of really like excitement, I think. So let me just be completely blunt. That stuff is awesome. And as a fan, I love it too. It's when people are discrediting production or oh gotcha gotcha like i'm 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 talking about lisa what lisa is doing right now oh gotcha yeah, yeah i also don't want to bring light to it because i just want it to go away yeah totally <laughs> you um, know what i mean because i think i think that she's building and she's spiraling right now but there's so much more to come this season that it's like this is old news um I, I'm so excited for the rest of the season. And as we start wrapping up, the only uh, the thing that I think uh, the other thing that I love about your show that I think gives it kind of this really emotional resonance is that there is this religious backdrop is that no other housewife show in any history of Bravo has like you, you guys have this religious backdrop. You all come from these different. And I, I mean, I grew up um, with my best friend was Mormon. Uh, my other best friend got, um, you know, converted uh, into the religion and went on his, um, you know, what's the, what's the two-year journey? The mission. went on the mission, but he was gay, got sent home. Like, I mean, it was like this whole oh, thing and they had like, yeah. you know, he got excommunicated from the church and it was like this. So I, I knew so much about the more, like I went to his uh, baptism and, and I knew a lot about this, the Mormon religion. Like you are not a part of that religion anymore, but you were raised all in that community. Is it very weird to still be in that town with all of the people that you're quote unquote related to? Like, can you walk down the streets? Are you shunned? Do you have a scarlet letter on, or do you feel that way sometimes? So I have felt that way my entire, since I've left the church, I felt that way while I was in the church, the guilt ridden, the, the never going to be good enough that yeah. leave you, but I have done a tremendous amount of work on myself. And I can truly say that I can walk down the street. I sense the judgment. I sense the criticism, but I don't care. That's, that's so tough to get to that place it, though. It took me 15 years, uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely feel it. And my kids, especially since the show, there are certain friends that have stopped playing with my kids and can no longer have play dates. And, you know, there's a lot of chatter. I just, I just found out recently that there's a group text in my neighborhood of them just talking shit about me. <laughs> I, I kind of like want to figure out how to hack into the group message and like just send them a meme of myself or something. I don't know. Like I, I'm just choosing to, to focus on the positive and I know who I am more than I ever have. And I'm only 35. That is a gift. It, it truly is a gift. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever understand myself. I mean, that, and I care so much about what people think for being such a smart ass. Like I've never, I mean, so that really is uh, really amazing. Um, 
do you and this is care what people think i grew up caring what people think i grew up being so scared to do anything different than everyone else so i'm with you did you and ever have cat wins a cycle sometimes and then I yeah because it's like habits like you yeah. old habits die hard but like do you remember the first time you had caffeine or saw an R-rated movie or saw it? Like, I remember that was like the big, like the, the Mormon rules and that they had levels of heaven. And I was like, oh my God, you can get bottle service in heaven. There was like three levels of it. Like all of these things that I was like, heaven's like a, like a club that you have to get into. Yeah. Like, do you remember coming out of that stuff? And like, you talked about that a little in the first season, like feeling like you're sinning almost when you're doing the most basic things that every American kind of knows, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, you're, you're taught that if you even talk about certain things, like God's going to punish you. And I remember sometimes wanting to talk about like that, my experience in the temple with friends. Yeah. The symbols that they do in the temple. Yeah. I can't, I can't talk about it. And out of respect for my family that still believes it, I still hold that respect, but yeah, I I no longer believe that I'm going to be punished for Starbucks or, you know, <laughs> did you did you wear the magic underwear too? Oh, I did. I I was married and still yes. in temple. Well, that was the only Oh, you were see yeah. wow. That was the only cool part though. I always like, nah, that's like must feel like you're a superhero if you get to wear the garments that protect you if you're in a car crash or something, you know? Yeah, and you hear of those stories. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, I know I've already blown past my time. This is the last serious question and feel free to blow past it. Um, we got to see your struggle with your father in the first season. I grew to really like your father. Um, uh, is there any, do we find out anything about that this season? Is that, uh, I don't want to ruin any spoiler, but um, we saw the, we saw the care and the love from your side and Justin's side and how much you guys took care of him and really supported him. Um, do we get any more, uh, not a closure on that storyline. Is he doing okay? Do you know? So um, we definitely talk about it. I don't know what, what they're going yeah, to do. I don't want to. I watch in real time with the audience. I don't yeah. know what's in each episode until I see it. But my dad, we definitely followed it, but my dad is still not talking to me. Mm. Um, he's alive and living and apparently doing okay. But Ryan, it's his choice. I think that I think that he was so brave to share his journey, but I think that we both didn't understand what that meant, sharing it on national television, the yeah. level of accountability, people's opinions. People were so mean to him about his hair. And like, I mean, the man's well, struggling for his life. Like, you know, but we but we don't, but when you watch the when we watch these shows, we don't we don't know that stuff until or we don't even kind of take that in. We're seeing like 40 minutes of a show every week and we're looking for these things to like, I mean, like your dad's struggle only kind of um, really solidified for me when it, once it got to the reunion and I was able to look back or, you know, and then it was, I don't know, it was, it's really hard. It's kind of a lesson for all of us watching these shows though, is that sometimes like, well, you know, you do have to be careful. You don't know what anybody is going through. Like, I was like, I really like your dad. He seems like he's doing good. And I loved when he did the haircut scene where he kind of did your, you know, but you don't realize like we're, we're so used. It's like Twitter. We're so used to saying the worst things as quickly as possible to get the joke out or to get something like that. You don't take in other people's feelings into account. Yeah. And especially someone who is dealing with addiction and there's a whole nother side there's layers to the story with my dad. Yeah, yeah. And and right now I just need everyone to trust that this is the best thing for me and my family because like I said there's more to it. There's a reason that he struggles with addiction and I I've just had to accept that this is where my dad's at. It's his journey and it's healthier for me to just disconnect right now. Yeah, yeah. But I hope I really hope cuz my dad is awesome. My dad yeah. is one of the coolest human beings. He has the biggest heart. He is so much fun. He is my best friend. Like I, I hope. Yeah. I mean, like you, you, we, we saw that we saw how much you were like caring for, you know, and we, 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 we did see that. That's why that was part of the journey that I th- really loved with you is that like, that's when I was like, this is a real person when like you, you know, I just thought that was such a really special part of the show. And that's why I kind of, in the end, really hope this works out for the better of everybody. Um, last thing, what is your, uh, what is the, what is your most favorite fan encounter? And what is the weirdest fan encounter you've had so far? And please do not say me. 
so you're you've been amazing yeah sweet um the okay all right Jess and I were just sitting at the table grabbing a quick lunch and this guy comes up to us and he's like first of all I love you guys you are I can't remember he's saying our praises and then he goes F Lisa Barlow. I hate that bitch. And he went off on her and I'm just kind of like looking around to see like if anyone around me is listening and he goes, listen, I'm buying your lunch. Waitress, where are you? I'm buying their lunch. And he goes, if you guys come to the Wild Rose, which is a restaurant here tonight at six, I'm going to buy you dinner. Will you go on a date with me and my wife? We're going to buy you dinner. And Justin and I were just like, uh, this is so awkward. And I was like, well, we're, we're taking our kids to the movie, which isn't a lie. Um, but anyways, that was the strangest fan encounter I think I've had so far. Uh, one of the coolest though, I think, um, I've had DMs, like I'm still getting used to like all these DMs that come in. Rihanna follows you. I know Rihanna follows me. I did. I was, um, an ambassador for Rihanna. I posted for her. Yes. Fenty. Yeah. 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 And, um, but Lisa Rinna reached out to me early on and she's like, I'm your biggest fan. Don't trust her, Whitney. Do not trust her. Do not trust her. She back. I'm just saying, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I don't have, she just DM'd me. I'm joking. And I, I, you know, whatever's, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> one of the coolest thing, one of the coolest things that happened to me is when we were in New York, when I did watch what happens live. I mean, I had a mask on sunglasses hat in New York city, biggest city in the world. And I walk into um, Valentino and the guy comes up to me and he goes, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Rose. If you want to come this way, I have the perfect bag for you. Like, <laughs> I was like and then he, we go in the back and he, we drop our masks and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do that for me at Old Navy. They're like, we have the perfect chinos for you, Mr. Bailey. Um, uh, uh, well, this has been That's so. Okay. That was a big moment. Yeah, I mean the cake in the face too. I mean, you got the the historical cake. Um, you also got to go to. I saw you at Tom Tom uh, a couple of months ago. I mean, and I, I imagine you're like a celebrity when you walk into a place like that. Completely. WeHo is like. Isn't it amazing? It's like that. If if you're a housewife, that's where you want to go. Oh, it's ground zero. It's it's, it's every you know I everybody's there. Felt more loved in my life. Oh, I'm sure people were just shouting at you on the street. You know. Yeah. Oh, I got that was. That was amazing. Um, I'm going back in LA. I can't, or I'm well, going back in January. Please let me know. I would love to just uh, come out and say hi to you yeah, and, and buy you a drink. Um, Whitney Rose, so, so thankful for this. This has been so special for me. And I know the audience, they have requested you for so long. Uh, I really wish you luck for the rest of the season. Uh, I cannot wait to see where your story takes you because it is already really intense for you. So good luck on game day this Sunday. Uh, please, you guys, Iris and Bo, I'm going to put all of the information tomorrow. You go tomorrow, you get 50% off on these four products. Go do that now because the sale will probably be over on Sunday. Remember, she launches the new line on November's 1st or 7th, November 1st. Go follow her on Instagram, Twitter. I mean, she's really on fire on Twitter. And uh, just go support everything Whitney Rose. Whitney, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I loved it. Five, four, three. Betches.